0: The True Crime Society podcast contains adult themes and violence and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the True Crime Society podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. It's... June 22nd, and we just found out today about the submarine that everybody has been following, the Titan, Titanic, not technically a submarine, I guess it's called a submersible, that everyone in it is dead, unfortunately. If you don't want to listen to us chat about the submarine and the orcas and about our personal lives for 10 minutes or so, there is a little timestamp that you can click in the episode description to just skip right to the story. So do that instead of complaining.
1: Yeah, I, not, not a shocking outcome, but a horrific one. Um, like I know, like everyone was making, like I saw lots of memes and stuff online, and it was kind of, I don't know, like it got more serious as time went on, essentially, and there was no hope for them. It's just a horrific, I can't even think of a worse way to die. I feel like we've just opened this episode with, I know, (laughs) you know, a big, a big sad event, but yeah. Well, the worst way to die would have been them
0: sitting in there trapped for three days, just waiting to die. It seems like it just imploded where I'm sure they were
1: dead before they even realized what was going on. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming everyone probably knows about it, but basically people paid $250,000 each to go down to the ocean floor to see Titanic remains um, in this tiny little shoddily built submarine. And that's why um, there's jokes because
0: the whole thing to us poor people seemed absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like you could not pay me $250,000 to go on that because I hate the ocean. No. I hate deep open water like that. And I get claustrophobic in small cars, so.
1: Yeah. And they were meant to be down there for, I've read, eight to ten hours. Like, it took them that long to basically get down and come back up. I think they were, is it 13,000 yeah. feet? Is that The right? descent yeah. was supposed to so, take two hours. Yeah. And, like, I don't, you, it, I'm sure most people have probably seen photos now, but literally it's like a little tin can. It's tiny, cramped no room like it's not like you can stand up you can't even stretch out there's not even seats no even things like a toilet facility is apparently a ziploc bag you know and but essentially it's not meant to be comfortable you're meant to get in and get out and be out in the eight to ten hours and obviously that didn't happen for these people yeah and um one of the guys one of the people on board was a 19 year old and it's come out today that he didn't even want to go and he was terrified but he went because his father really wanted him to see it and just horrible. Yeah, sad. I I would
0: definitely be way too scared to do anything like that. I get that some people love adventure. And I don't maybe cause people who are that wealthy where you could spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars just to do this don't have are you filing your nails? <laughs> yes. How can you hear it? <laughs>
1: All right, I'll stop. I can I can hear anything
0: you do when you click the mouse, when you yeah. when your bracelets oh, really? are jingly.
1: Maybe I I've taken my I do have taken them off, but maybe I um need to get my hearing checked. No, well, <laughs> probably normally I wouldn't notice
0: it, but it's just cuz I edit the podcast, so anytime there's a noise, I'm like, "What is that?"
1: <laughs> um,
0: but i was saying I don't know if it's just cuz wealthy people are maybe just like less on edge than us who are suspicious of everything. Average fuel. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, that does not seem safe. And every other interview I saw with people who had done that mission, they call it as well, every single one had problems also. That there was not one other person where the whole thing went smoothly. They either lost communication or something like came disconnected. It was mostly losing communication and things like that. And, but they were always able to go back up to the top easily because they were like, oh, you just push this button and it goes right back up to the top. But Clearly, since they
1: um, imploded, that didn't happen. I read that since 2009, they've done 200 expeditions to the Titanic, I guess. That company or just in general? No, Mm -hmm. that company. But um, I have also read that... Um, there was a man who pulled out, who was meant to be on there and pulled out because he was so concerned about safety and the condition of the submarine or submersible or whatever it is. Like that's some final destination stuff. They hadn't
0: been able to go for like three years or something, it said, or it was really hard to go because I think the weather's gotten worse or the ocean currents. So
1: that's why they can't really go as much anymore around there. And I feel like that kind of um impacted the search as well. Like I was reading there was huge waves and obviously, like I know this is kind of a dumb comment to make, but you know, the Titanic sank because it hit mm-hmm. an iceberg. So that it's freezing cold, dark, you know, it just like even when I've seen the search photos, I'm like, wow, I would not want to be out in that ocean. No even on the top of the ocean, no yeah. way. And there's already going to be conspiracy theories about it, and it's so annoying.
0: I hate conspiracy theories. Everybody's like, it's just a distraction. What are they distracting us from? <laughs>
1: if- I'm sorry. If you're one of those people, I, like, can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, when I was reading the comments online, like, some people actually had some really insightful comments. Like, they would comment about, you know, the kind of engineering of the submersible, and, like, that was interesting. But then, yeah, you'd get comments like, it's a distraction. They're just distracting you. I'm like, what from? Yeah. <laughs> It's so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, th- those are all very irritating. Um, what was I gonna mm-hmm. say? There's something else. Oh, but because I feel like there's gonna be conspiracies coming out. The fact is, they basically found them as soon as they were supposed. Supposedly, would have run out of oxygen. Um, but I think it's really because we got some ROVs, the remote operated vehicles, from. France they finally got over here and they are basically the only ones that had ROVs that could go that deep and look like do a good job actually searching so once they Mm -hmm. got here early this morning or late last night it seems like they found
1: it all pretty quickly because we've been posting a bit about it and we've had some comments like wow how did they miss them they ended they did end up being I think relatively close to the Titanic it was 1600 feet away from the front of it And people are like, wow, that's so close. But essentially, yeah, I read that there's only three to four vessels in the whole world that can go that deep. So they obviously had to kind of mobilize them and get them in. Plus, a 1,600 kind of foot radius around that ship is enormous. Imagine searching the pitch black ocean floor. And they've only said they've found debris as well. So they haven't found the whole entire thing. It clearly imploded. Um, so they've found now pieces of it. Like I just feel like it would absolutely be searching for a needle in a haystack no matter how close it would be t- found to Plus the ship. there's tons of debris from the actual Titanic.
0: There wasn't any right where the debris from the Titan was found, they said, but still there's tons of stuff down there. And even they were saying they were hearing banging noises, but then the Coast Guard yeah. or the Navy – Said that it's kind of just weird ocean noise, like it could be from the Titanic, something moving, banging, yeah,
1: things like that. Could be the orcas. Yeah. Oh yeah, the- <laughs> I know orcas can't go that deep. Don't come at me, but I was just making a funny yeah. orca joke. <laughs> Big fans of the orcas, and it's
0: funny because last episode, if you guys were listening to the end when we were just talking about how scary the ocean was, because we were saying Heather, there was a chance that the Oheas could have fallen into the ocean and we were talking about how scary the ocean was in general and that was before the orcas or this submarine incident even happened.
1: <laughs> For anyone who also doesn't know about the orcas, oh, yeah. apparently orcas have been attacking boats and yachts and there's this kind of theory that they hold a grudge that Lattice. one orca was injured by yeah, Gladys, Gladys the Orca was injured by a boat um, and basically now they're getting their revenge on humans. But one I, one thing I read that was interesting, so that there's one a few boats I think that have actually been very damaged and the people need to get off and get in like life boats and life, I don't know, I'm, I don't. that's not the right term, but you know, like the smaller boats that are attached yeah. to bigger boats. But um, the Orcas don't attack them once they're in the small boats. They only seem to attack the larger vessels for whatever reason so it's kind of she's teaching the other orcas how to also like (laughs) dismantle the ships
0: they like go up to it and
1: they bite the propellers and stuff in the hull, and they like rip it off (laughs) and there's a theory that maybe they're pissed off because it was a little bit quieter during covid so now that all the boats are back out and all the noise like even with this titanic stuff like the ocean is actually a super noisy place there's all those sounds, and imagine now it's amplified. And just the way sound travels is weird. Yeah. Sonar and all that. So anyway, a lot going on in the ocean this week. <laughs> big week for the ocean. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, the orca stuff's
0: made a lot of funny memes, kind of just like a big fuck capitalism <laughs> and fuck rich people vibe. <laughs>
1: it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like also this Titanic thing is just a reminder that life is so unexpected. Like I feel like no one would have ever expected this would have been, you know, the main news headline for almost a week. Like it's just one of those things that pops up out of nowhere. Same with the Orcas. Like what is going on? It's just crazy. I just
0: can't. I want another thing that not to like keep carrying on about this. I never realized so many people were so obsessed with the Titanic, like the actual boat and wreckage. Of course I loved the movie it was my favorite movie for a long time i mean it's still one of my favorite movies but i used to watch it a lot when i was younger and i think it's an interesting concept to read about online but i w- would never be like i need to see the wreckage like i am dying to see no. it and there was one girl woman in a video from um like last year or within the last couple of years that they were interviewing and she was supposed to go on The mission three times and it was canceled three times because of the weather. And she was literally sobbing about not being able to go. And she was like, you just have to try to keep the dream alive. And I was like, bitch, you were crying about seeing the Titanic. There are way bigger problems in life in the world. Like what?
1: I will say, like, when I heard that these people were going down there, I'm like, really, what could you actually see? Like, it's been down there for 111 years. But um, I did see another lady did it last year, 2022, and she had an open Instagram and she posted photos. It, I have to admit, it did look pretty cool to see. Like, yeah, It was of. much clearer than I thought. <laughs> I know. But essentially, would you – I still – even if I had $250,000, it's absolutely not something I would do. Mm-mm. But I guess, you know, some people just have these adventurous dreams Um you know, good on them for chasing their dreams, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it's been a crazy news week. I think the whole universe is kind of acting crazy right now. But anyways, what's going on with us? Um, I'm going on vacation mm-hmm. on Saturday. It's Thursday right now. Very excited. I'm going way earlier than usual. I usually go probably at the end of July, the start of August, because Mike is starting a new job. So we kind of have to go now because he starts on the fifth of July. So we're like, let's just go right before you start because he doesn't really get vacation days at first. So normally I spend the whole summer just being like a month out from vacation. Can't wait to go and like counting down and being so excited, looking forward to it. But I we didn't decide to go until maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. So it's come up very fast. <laughs>
1: That's good. I feel like they're the best ones because, you know, otherwise you'd go away like it's so far away. But when something comes up quickly, you're like, yes, it's happening now. I know.
0: And I'm like, I still have to pack. We have to record the podcast. And I get so sad leaving my cats. I feel so horrible. They're, my sister and my mom come visit them every day to feed them and play with them. But you know how Peep is. She's a needy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's sitting under the little table right now looking at me. <laughs> so I actually got a little camera so
1: I can look at them and see what they're doing. Watch them i'm like we have that too we've got a little ring camera that i put in where they sleep so like if we're ever out of the house for a few hours i can look and make sure they're all right yeah like i don't know what i'm gonna do if i can't see them it's just
0: yeah i just want i just hope whenever i look they're just sleeping or chilling i don't want (laughs) to look and they're like staring at the door waiting (laughs) staring at the camera right up close Uh, (laughs) it's so hard to leave them what about you
1: not too much going on here pretty quiet my kids have their mid-year dance concert this week I think in the I can't remember if it was in the bonus episode or the Theo episode but I spoke about how there was tons of sickness around anyway yeah. basically on that day Friday that we recorded my daughter got sick so she was really unwell I'm pretty sure she actually had influenza like not just a cold mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she had influenza but she's on the mend. so I'm hoping they both make it to their dance concert on Sunday it's Friday here that um, there's so much sickness going around like I think they said out of 25 kids in their dance class the other day there was nine there so um yeah I just feel like I don't know the winters lately have been very bad maybe because everyone was cooped up and lost some immunity for a little while but that's my non-scientific theory yeah (laughs) um but yeah other than that not much in one of the episodes too I mentioned about my old dog Ralph how he is I think senile He's, oh, yeah. you know losing and i've had so many nice messages and so many people have some really good recommendations like that's i feel so lucky that people have gone out of their way just to tell me some little hints and tips and like some people have recommended some really good products so oh, good. thank you so much yeah so nice and i think it will really help him things that i would never even have thought of like someone actually recommended this supplement i can get for him so i'm looking into that so Thank you. And I feel like, you know, even people went out of their way to write nice messages about our bonus episode, Oh yeah, which was so nice. Everyone's been very, very lovely lately. So thank you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I was very, I get scared to do things like that after being <laughs> bullied, like my whole life and continuing to be bullied on the internet. <laughs> I get scared all the time. <sighs> so if you have something nice to say, say it. Because otherwise I'm like, Ugh, everyone hates me and hates this and hates everything we're doing.
1: <laughs> and I feel like, too, like even some people have been like, you know, sometimes I don't have time to listen to the chat, but I really appreciate that you put the timestamp mm-hmm. in. Like, it's nice. We, we're always here for constructive, kind, cr- you know, feedback. I was going to say criticism. Feedback is the right word. <laughs> but um, yeah, so keep going. That's lovely. Yeah. There's um also, just before we move into this episode, there's been some big updates this week on the Harmony Montgomery case. And we're so also horrible. still waiting for the- for the delphi updates which were meant to be released apparently it's going to be next week but if you're wondering if we're going to cover those i believe we will after these next two episodes we'll get onto those updates so yeah a lot happening in those cases
0: but if you want to see the updates and talk about them with peeps as they're coming out follow us on instagram we'll make posts and instagram stories and all that so it's the best place to stay up to date as quick as possible.
1: And one other thing that we do notice is now we've been doing this for a few years, the podcast is that over summer, US, I guess, Northern Hemisphere summer the downloads, our downloads do tend to drop a little bit. We call it the summer lull. We've actually looked into it. It is a thing. You know, I guess, you know, people aren't commuting as much to work. They're not, you know, the outside, they're doing things. So if you could, we would really, really appreciate it if you'd follow or subscribe to us wherever you live, um, wherever you live, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts, because that really helps us just to kind of keep our numbers stable um, and, you know, really helps us to be able to keep going with the podcast. Yes, please. Peep is biting the wire, but she has no
0: teeth, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we're going to talk about um, – well, this episode and the next episode, we're going to talk about missing tourists, people who went missing abroad while they were traveling or on trips. or
1: I was uh, When I started to research, I was just thinking about kind of people who went missing while on vacation, but the two stories we've ended up with are both American women who were overseas at the time that they went missing. One was living there, and one was on vacation. So,
0: so we are going to do this first episode on Patricia Wu Murad. She is originally from Stores, Connecticut, and she was on a trip to Japan, and she honestly just kind of vanished. It doesn't even seem like there's any real. Knowledge of where she could be. She went hiking and just disappeared, it seems.
1: This one grabbed my attention because I was actually in Japan at the time and I didn't hear about it till I had gotten home. But yeah, it's, it's, I find it's more, um not more, but it, like it grabs your attention when you can kind of know the area that is being discussed. So that's why I've followed this one pretty closely.
0: Yeah. Even, even though when I was reading, I didn't realize
1: how recent it really was. Yeah. Yeah, so we're about two and a half
2: months since she was last seen.
3: It's as if she disappeared off the face of the earth.
2: Patricia Wu Murad hasn't been seen in the last 10 days. Her family from stores, including her husband Kirk, her daughter, and others are in Japan trying to keep hope alive to find Patty. She was last seen on April 9th when she checked into a hostel along the Kumano Kudo Trail in Japan, where she was planning to hike.
3: We can see that she registered there. They actually took a picture of her there with one of the owners. So that is definitely factual. Other than that, we don't even know that she went on the trail.
2: Her husband Kirk says Patty is an experienced hiker who has explored several trails in Jordan, Egypt, Spain and other places across the world. She
3: knows how to pack for them, how to prepare for them. She's meticulous and that was what she did her whole career. She's a planner. so. It's just, you know, mind-boggling to everybody here that we can't find her.
2: Since arriving in Japan, Murad says he and his son have searched the near 12-mile trail themselves and have had twice daily meetings with the U.S. Embassy representative from Senator Richmond Blumenthal's office and family back home. Investigators are leaving all possibilities on the
3: table. There may be uh, some foul play, but that's you know, right now everything is conjecture.
2: While others have joined the search that's now going on over a week, Kirk says he is not willing to give up anytime soon and has this message for his wife.
3: We won't give up. No way. We all love you. and Don't give up.
0: Okay, so like I said, Patricia, Patty, she goes by. We'll call her Patty, I think, for most of the episode. Um, She is from Storrs, Connecticut, and she lived there with her husband, Kirk, who she married in 1990. And the couple have three children, including an adult daughter named Murphy, who lives in Singapore. She, Patty, retired from her job at United Technologies in the past few years. Some reports say 2020, others say 2022. We believe she was an avid world traveler. And since her retirement, she had hiked in Spain, France, Egypt, and Jordan. Patty Kirk had made plans to celebrate their 33rd anniversary with a hike in Spain in May 2023. March 2023, she traveled alone to Japan, and it was her third time in the country. So Japan is a relatively safe country. It has one of the lowest homicide rates, recording 0.2 homicides per 100,000 people in 2020. And for comparison, the United States has 5.3. So 0.2 in Japan, 5.3 in the U.S. Robberies in Japan similarly have an incident of 1.2 per 100,000 people, a tiny figure when compared to France, which is 43.8, Germany
1: 43.2, and the US, which is 81.4. So <laughs> big difference there. Yeah. So like I said, I was in Japan at the same time. Um, I always felt super safe in Japan. Like Everyone we met was so polite, so friendly, so helpful. I know obviously everywhere you go there's going to be some bad eggs, but generally as a one it's it is I guess a generalization that the country is super safe, clean, easy to navigate, um like a, it's just somewhere that I would never ever feel unsafe. Like we are planning to hopefully take our kids back there maybe next year. Um I know when I've read some comments about this case and other people are like wow when I was in Japan I saw a lot of you know sex trafficking and which I never saw any of that obviously it does exist but I feel like generally it's a pretty safe place like I wouldn't hesitate to say to anyone yep you can go there as a solo traveler you know you should be pretty fine if you are obviously careful and you know. So by early April she had been in Japan for
0: around a month On the night of April 9th, 2023, she stayed at the Mandakoro Hostel, which is in the Nara Prefecture, and that's relatively close to Osaka. So there's some good reviews of that hostel I mentioned online. One says, the hosts are welcoming and friendly even when I don't speak Japanese. I arrived late as I got a little lost coming down, and the host was waiting outside looking for me. The room was clean and futon was warm. Food was nice and adequate, and shower room had hot bath ready for my use. The weather forecast for the next morning was rainy and I was apprehensive about hiking in the wet weather. The host offered to send me to Omada, my next accommodation via their car. The one-way journey took two hours. I'm so grateful to them for their kindness and hospitality. So it seems very, very nice of them to lend him a ride and all that.
1: Japanese people, again, generalizing, but Japanese people are very hospitable. Like they will, you know, that doesn't surprise me that that's the kind of place that it was. They're very kind, very, you know, welcoming want to basically do whatever they can to help you.
0: Mm. Um, So there's a photo that was taken of Patty on April 9th at the guest house. We'll put that on our blog. Maybe I'll use it as the podcast photo.
1: She looks happy. Yeah, she's just like smiling. You know, it's just like a... Cute little snap of Patty. Mm -hmm. Patty was in the process of hiking the
0: Kumano Kodo Trail. This info about the trail is from Lonely Planet. The Kumano Kodo is not one route, but a network of trails through the deeply forested mountains with no official start or end point and no prescribed hiking order. Moderate to strenuous hiking options last a few hours to several days, taking some of Japan's top power spots, temples, forests, and waterfalls thought to enrich the soul. The whole trail is around 70 kilometers or 45 miles, so it seems like she'd been chipping away at different parts of it. She was due to finish the hike on April 13th and had made plans to meet friends in Osaka. We believe she was planning to cover around 11 miles on April 10th. She checked out of the Mandakoro at 7 a.m. The innkeeper said that he pointed out the trailhead to Patty and she got on her way. The hike should have taken Patty around seven to nine hours. I would never, more things I would never do, hike for seven to nine hours.
1: (laughs) I know. And like the weather around that time, it was still pretty warmish during the day. I think when we were there, we were there April, I think, eight or nine to 18 or something. So similar times. But um, I think we had one kind of little rainy day. Get still does get cold at night, but it's quite pleasant. Like it wasn't freezing cold. I guess the mountains would probably be a little bit cooler. Yeah, But yeah, that just in case you're wondering what the weather was at that time.
0: Patty had made reservations at another guest house for the night of April 10th, and when she had not arrived there by 8.15, she was reported missing to police.
3: Looks like nothing's wrong there, doesn't it? No, I mean, it looks like she's having a great time. Gotta get her back.
4: Jeff Murad says his sister-in-law and mother of three, Patty Wu Murad, was having the time of her life on a pilgrimage hike in Japan, but it's turned into a search and rescue and a nightmare for the family. I think this
3: is 21 days she went missing on the 10th of April.
4: Patty was an experienced hiker, so the 11 mile scenic hike on the Kumano Kodo Trail was supposed to be more peaceful than treacherous. She left from her guest house to the trailhead at 7 a.m. with the expectation of reaching the next guest house by that afternoon. When Patty still hadn't shown up by 8 p.m., the
3: guest house owners grew worried. And they went, yeah, something's not right, so they Contacted the authorities
4: Jeff says his niece Patty's daughter sent her a text on April 12th and it didn't go through. The family didn't find out Patty was missing until April 14th when Japanese officials informed the U.S. Consulate. Yeah to find out four days later.
3: That was frustrating.
4: Patty's husband and kids flew out to Japan to find out everything they could.
3: We've had volunteers who are um, military -military, ex-military who've also been in on the search and can't find a sign of her.
4: The family has gone through every avenue they can think of to spread the word. There's a GoFundMe page to help with the search. A help find Patty Facebook page. Jeff's daughter posted this video on TikTok. She was last seen checking out of the Mando Koru guest house and over in Japan. The family has hired their own search groups. They have their own dogs and helicopters. They're looking for surveillance video. They're passing out flyers.
3: I think the last thing we want to do is have my brother go through what's left of his savings to try and do this on his own. And certainly we're going to help him. Um, but any help we can get is going to be tremendous at this point.
4: Jeff says police in Japan have opened a criminal investigation because it's the next logical step. The family remains hopeful Patty will come back safe
3: soon. And the family's just, I mean, we're beside ourselves. Obviously, we want her back. So, um, try not to get too emotional. It's hard, right?
4: And the family says they're now searching other routes on that trail, although it's unlikely she veered off her plan since her hiking trips were always so well thought out. Japanese officials told the family they've questioned two people who saw her the night before she left the guest house, but don't think they had anything to do with her disappearance. And so we've also reached out to the Gojo Police Department over there in Japan and the U.S. consulate. But as of now, as of now, we have not heard anything back yet.
0: A search effort was initiated the following day on April 11th, which was a Tuesday. 26 police officers searched the area and used helicopters. The search wound down on Friday, April 14th, because authorities said they had more limited resources on the weekend. The innkeeper spoke to the media about the situation. They said, I don't understand why someone with so much experience would get lost on such a simple trail. The case is a strange one from the start. In our village, we have no experience with incidents, so I don't think any of us knows what to do. So kind of just a callback to, like, they're not used to people going missing. I'm sure the police probably really aren't either. Patty's family in America were notified by the U.S. Embassy about her being missing on April 14th. They hadn't been worried previously as Patty had forewarned them that she could be in remote areas and might not have good service and could be out of contact. They sprang into action and traveled to Japan to conduct their own search for Patty, and they started a GoFundMe that raised over $200,000 for the search. On the GoFundMe, they wrote... We've been pleading with local authorities to continue the search, but unfortunately, we've had zero luck. We now need to take matters into our own hands, hire a private search and rescue mountain crew, estimate at $10,000, fly out to Osaka, estimate at $5,000, and begin looking for her ourselves. Additionally, the cost of hiring a helicopter for aerial search, a highly important resource to cover as much ground as possible, is roughly $1,600 per hour. The family provided many updates via their GoFundMe. This update was posted on April 18th, which is eight days after she vanished. They wrote, Patty planned to be in Osaka on April 13th and 14th. She was supposed to meet up with a couple close to the family on April 16th. Our family friends went to the location hoping she would show up, but after waiting a few hours walking around both temples and showing Patty's picture around, they came out empty handed. Our private search and rescue team was deployed early morning on April 16th and have so far come up empty, but will be continuing their efforts. The past 48 hours, they have searched areas where individuals are most likely to get lost, or fall from heights, or get swept up by the nearby river. At this point, the private search and rescue team believe that a very irregular situation occurred on April 10th. Other information to note. The last known text message exchanged from Patty was with me, Murphy. I received a message on Sunday, April 9th at 8 a.m. local time and responded 40 minutes later and the message went through. The earliest known text message that was not delivered to her phone was from a family friend on Wednesday, April 12th at 2.53 a.m. So that's a couple days later from those. the first text being on April I 9th. I guess like
1: <laughs> obviously we don't know how many other people texted her during that time, but that kind of implies that by Wednesday her phone was dead, yeah. I assume. Yeah, yeah. like how many texts she gets to really gauge when it... Yeah, like was there any between Murphy and this other one? Um, I'm assuming they might not even... Like I know they've had issues getting her phone data because she was using an eSIM, Um. So an eSIM is basically when you have a second SIM in your phone. I actually used it one phone when I was in the US recently. So you keep your normal number and all that. People can still contact you on that. But you can choose to just have data, for example, on your like come through via the eSIM so you don't get charged crazy international roaming rates and things like that. So
0: A photo was found of Patty with an Australian man in the innkeeper. The Australian left to hike the trail after Patty left and he said he didn't see her at any point
1: during his hike. He looks younger. Like I would say he's probably in his 20s, maybe like the photo is Patty, the innkeeper and him just at a table. There's like a little teapot. Um, Yeah. I know people like kind of cast dispersions on him. Like, Has he been interviewed? He has. And apparently he's been cleared. So he just happened to be at the same place that she was at the night before. Yeah. There was a camera at a post office on the trail and
0: Patty wasn't seen on any footage there either.
1: So from April 19 to 22, Japanese police looked into her internet history, her credit card purchases and any kind of social media posts that may it, may offer a clue as to her whereabouts, but nothing much really seemed to come from this. So on April 23, which was around two weeks after she was last seen, the family gave this update about their private search. They said, Mountain Works, the private search and rescue group we've hired, have been on the trail every day since April 16. They have been our greatest asset on the ground. They have extensive knowledge of the terrain and have been able to search in areas of the trail that police are not able to reach. They looked in high probability areas where she may have slid or fallen off the path. They also checked waterfalls and streams in case she was lost or injured and found a way to source clean water. The majority of their search in the first few days took place on the second half of the trail. They explained where kind of the majority of fallen or lost hiker cases occur. They searched that area, but they weren't able to find any trace of paddy. Basically, with the success rate of their, I guess, previous searches and them not being able to find anything in regards to paddy, they started to worry if an incident occurred as opposed to an accidental fall or injury. The innkeeper spoke again to the messenger news. He said, I am worried about whether she got lost at the start and I'm more worried about maybe someone drove by and abducted her. All of us in the village are worried about her and we are waiting for her return. So the family have kind of spoken about their frustration with the search and the way it was conducted by Japanese authorities. I guess, you know, you can kind of tell that by them saying that they wound down the search on the weekend because they don't have as many resources. (laughs) Because they're off on weekends. Yeah, that's, you know, they couldn't mobilize anyone else, but... This is an update they gave. They said, somehow my sister Murphy, who's a 27 year old basketball coach, has been tasked with running the whole search and rescue operation on the ground when clearly she or not any of us are experts in search and rescue. She has become the de facto point person for the entire operation. With her living in Singapore, she was in a similar time zone and was the first person to touch down in Japan. All information was fed through her for the crucial first days of the case. Now we have government officials telling her she's the point person because she handled herself so well in those first few days. All right, give her a paycheck then, at least. Like, hello. <laughs> This is criminally insane. She has government officials asking her to create itineraries just so that people do their jobs. Mind you, the missing person is her own mother and she's expected to stay level-headed. It's extremely frustrating. So basically they talk about the privacy laws are insane, the red tape is astronomical. I can't even imagine just that extra layer of difficulty trying to conduct this in a foreign country. A lot Like Mm -hmm. many, many, many Japanese people do not speak English at all. Um, You know, it is a – it would just be – so, so difficult. Yeah, like having a missing loved one is bad enough as it is and then you have
0: kind of the worst-case scenario of it of being a totally different country.
1: Yeah. Um. So on April 29th, the family gave another update. They said that their search team had been in the area with cadaver dogs but they hadn't found anything. By this point, they'd covered hundreds of miles over hundreds of hours between them and not one piece of evidence had been found. So they never found any of her. I'm guessing she had a backpack with her. They never found anything, like not even, you know, like a torn piece of clothing if she fell. They just haven't found anything. They gave an update about the kind of status of the search. They spoke about Patty's phone data. They said Apple does not keep last location data after a certain amount of time and they missed the window because they weren't aware of her disappearance until April 14. As we mentioned, Patty was using an eSIM and they were able to log in and see how much data she had left, but they weren't really able to get any other information um, aside from that. They said they were also looking into contacting Meta and WhatsApp to ret- retrieve any location data that they may have. They said they'd checked hospitals, jails, and morgues and they hadn't found Patty. They also put in a request to check any cars that had front-end damage that had been to a repair shop in the area since April 10. So that's kind of, you know, indicating that they thought maybe an accident had happened and someone was covering it up. Mm-hmm. They said, unfortunately, their mum is the only person in the family who doesn't have a smartwatch or a Google account. So that kind of rules out all those ways that they could check her location. We all need Google accounts to be tracked. After the Theo episode, yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. get one. Make sure your parents have one. Make sure your grandparents <laughs> have sure one. Make sure they have the login as well. So yeah, yeah, if you ever, they ever need it. They also said at that time there was no, currently no suspects. On May 1, the family received information that three trail runners had been in the area on the day that Paddy vanished. This same group of people were spotted on the post office camera. So that's the one we spoke about where Paddy was never seen on that camera towards the bottom of the trail three hours later at 11 a.m. Based on this pace, they would have passed Patty on their ascent to the peak. However, all three trail runners confirmed they never saw her. So I feel like all of these, you know, with the Australian man not seeing her, these people not seeing her, it kind of indicates that something probably happened fairly early on in the hike. Yeah. Um, Or even before she got to the trail. Yeah. Yeah. So this has led many people to believe that the you know the likelihood she made it to the correct trail is significantly lower than a first thought. There's a path directly across the main trailhead that they were focused on it does there's a sign on it that does say "Not Kumana Kodu." So I'm guessing that this is you know something that confuses a lot of people so they've actually put a sign up that says this is not the trail essentially. Mm. Um, there was banners tied around trees that said Kohichi Trail in orange letters. These banners were used for a trail running event back in October 2022. After the family found these banners, though, trail two trail maintenance workers started taking them down. So it's kind of one theory is that she missed the trailhead and got lost and somehow ended up on some other random trail or some other random area that they hadn't maybe searched yet. Hmm. Um, There were reports from other hikers in the area at the time that a Japanese man had asked them to go to his home for tea and to teach him English. Kirk, who's Patty's husband, spoke to one of the hikers and said that that hiker, that made her feel very uncomfortable. Police tracked down the man and it turns out that he wasn't targeting solo female hikers and instead was confronting any man, woman or couple that seemingly looked like they would speak (laughs) English. He was targeting everyone. It's funny. Not That's not funny. But when we're in Osaka the last night we went out we did this food tour and the host of the tour was actually an American and he took us to this bar and this Japanese guy all he wanted to do he's like can you please speak English with me <laughs> that's all he wanted to do because I guess you know hardly anyone in Japan speaks English and he was so excited to have found people who he could actually try to have a conversation with that's so cool yeah so anyway his alibi on April 10 was confirmed and Maybe it was he the was the same guy f- <laughs> probably it's near a sucker I wouldn't doubt it this guy was so desperate for <laughs> English, so maybe <laughs> um, but he was confirmed to be far away from where Patty was so the final update on the GoFundMe from the family was on June 4. So that's nearly two months after she went missing. May marks the start of the typhoon season in Japan. Most typhoons hit between May and October with August and September being the peak. So that means kind of now that the conditions would be very hard for searching. I know probably around May, um, like it was in May, I'm sure it was, there was a typhoon that hit and like people were stranded on the sh- on the bullet trains for overnight. Like the trains just wouldn't move. They had to stay on the train overnight. Like the, the That gives you an idea of how rough the conditions can be. Um, The family posted then that they had ended the search for Patty on May 30. Kirk said, we're certainly not giving up, but with typhoon season and running out of money, hopefully something comes up. We're not going to let it become a cold case, but it's certainly slowing down. So the family wrote a big thank you and they thank you everyone who donated you know, and basically just said that to all the local and international volunteers, thank you. Thank you to everyone who tackled the unforgiving terrain. they said they're indebted for everyone's kindness and generosity. They also made a thank you to Patty. They said, finally to mum, thank you. All of these people came together because of the profound influence you've had on our family and the impact you've had on so many different people around the world. In a time of chaos, thank you for reigniting everyone's faith in humanity. Thank you for instilling us the strength and resilience to keep moving forward each and every day without you by our side thank you for bringing us together with such incredible people you have shown us the true essence of why you love these trips so much we love you mama thank you for being you so kirk did give kind of a final update at that time too about the difficulties that they'd had getting patty's cell phone data they said they weren't able to track the esim that she used because it's not a japanese number Kirk said, there's got to be something. Cell phones are always out searching the nearest tower, even if you're not using your phone. If her phone was on up until the battery died, there could be a tower that we could reference and we could pinpoint, pinpoint the search a little more. So I can understand that it would be super, super frustrating just to not know how to get that data.
0: Yeah, that's what it's hard about when it's kind of international like that or someone's not a citizen there. Is It seems like it's way harder to get information like that. Even with Theo, they were having... Uh mm-hmm. difficulties mm. like
1: that. True, there's parallels to that case where, you know, some police knew how to do some things and the other country did opposite things. He was and- a, a missing tourist technically as well. Hmm. Um so I guess in terms of theories, um, the family have said we were told there were no suspects, but we're also told there's no evidence or of her ever being on the trail. Both are equal possibilities until mystery is solved. So I guess equal in terms of equal, the two main theories would be that she was abducted or murdered, and someone is covering it up, or the other one is that she was lost and got injured, and probably you know she wouldn't have survived out there this long if if that was the case. Yeah um kirk said my gut tells me patty perhaps trusted the wrong person by accepting a ride and became a victim he did say though that there is no evidence that this occurred but he does think that she may have befriended the wrong person on her travels he said i think she struck up a conversation with someone and trusted them enough to accept a ride from her her toe was giving her problems so it's possible she accepted a ride and was then abducted um you know i guess one other kind of far out theory is that she took off to start again i i'd highly doubt that Hmm. Uh, I personally probably think she had an accident and either got lost and passed away due to that yeah um you know maybe she did get on the wrong trail you know fell over and injured herself and couldn't get back for help Mm -hmm. um it is interesting that they have actually found nothing like no trace it's weird that's what I'm like I have no idea I would
0: normally lean more towards like you're saying she got lost or fell or got hurt or something, which is weird. They found nothing. Even with Theo, they found his hat and things like that. But then again, yeah. it depends how much stuff did she have on her, where if she fell somewhere obscure, all of her stuff would probably be on her person, really. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I think there is foul play, but it just made me think how... When you are in a place that's known to be relatively safe or you feel safe, you do kind of let your guard down and maybe trust people more. So that could have been a factor.
1: And in a country like Japan, where I mentioned, you know, everyone is seemingly, when I say everyone, I'm generalizing, so don't come out Maybe you know, it, like most people you meet are kind and caring, you maybe you wouldn't hesitate to trust somehow the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there are people who in every single place in the world who aren't who are nefarious and are out there for the wrong intentions so maybe she did come across that person i just feel like it's probably unlikely i feel like the most likely scenario is that she perished out there either due to becoming lost and injured um or something along those lines it's also
0: weird that no one at all really even saw her
1: Mm. Once, she was never seen on the camera. Yeah. So I do agree that maybe does indicate she got a little bit lost, and especially when the innkeeper just kind of pointed out the trailhead. How to far her, was like, the trailhead from there, did it say? I don't know if I've seen that. I feel like it was like a quarter mile or something like that. Like not it wasn't super right far, next to the inn. Not super yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess she could have gotten lost. Um, I just had a look. There are no updates. The last updates were two weeks ago, which is when they said they had suspended the search for Patty. Um, you know, there's just a few articles. One about Kirk saying that he fears she was abducted, but essentially no real updates. One article, it says the headline, search for missing Connecticut hierarchy in Japan ends to the underwhelming evidence found. So that just, you know, there is nothing to go on.
0: Yeah, it would drive me crazy as her family knowing absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: Horrible. Um, But if there's, I guess there there could be an update. It's still hasn't been super long Um, so if there is an update or anything I'll put in a clip or a little update here.
1: I can't decide if I think the typhoon season will kind of help or hinder her being found if she is out there like my thinking is maybe something will be washed more somewhere more do you know what I mean like someone will find something that's been washed away or or maybe it'll go the opposite way and things will become more covered by you know mud and debris and Anyway, how bad know. are typhoons? Is it like similar to a hurricane, or yeah, yeah? I, I don't actually. I should probably look up the difference between. I was going to say they're pretty much the same thing. I think typhoons have more rain, rain, and yeah. less wind. Oh yeah, hurricanes and typhoons are the same weather phenomenon—tropical cyclones. So it's basically a, a big storm. It, 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 if it's above. The North Atlantic, Central, North Pacific, so that's like Florida, they call it a hurricane. If it hovers over the Northwest Pacific, like East Asia, which is Japan, we call it a typhoon. So essentially it's the same type thing. Yeah, definitely don't want to be outside in that kind of weather. No. it's And like even in Patty's case, just my last point is that she was a very experienced hiker and a very experienced traveler. Like she wasn't out of her depth. She would have known the kind of – she'd hiked Japan before, it wasn't – you know, like this wasn't new to her. She knew what she was doing. So I feel like it's maybe unlikely that she got lost. It was more likely that she got injured. But yeah, that's my last thought. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they
0: find anything. Hopefully, they do soon. All right. Well, like I said at the start, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, that's kind of where we post updates the fastest on everything at True Crime Society on Instagram. You can follow our personal accounts. Mine is defsum underscore. Olivia's is TCS Olivia. You can see what we're up to. Um, There'll be a blog for this episode. There's blogs for every episode. If you want to go back and read anything or see any pictures, maps, whatever, at truecrumbsideyblog.com. If you are listening on Spotify, make sure you're following us and you can answer our little questions on there on any podcast platform. Please, please, please subscribe and do all that. Like we said, it'll help us kind of with the, the summertime lull. And we'd really appreciate that. Help us fight the summer lull by sharing the podcast and telling your <laughs> friends about it. <laughs> but otherwise, I think that's it, really. Um, we'll be back next week with the story of Hannah Up, another missing tourist, to remind you to be safe on vacation. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Peace out.